Kyla Powers Radio. Good day. It's almost noon here in New York. And I wanted to read you some interesting stuff today, this morning. It's kind of a chill day. And I found something really pretty that I wanted to read to you guys. Here we go. So it says, the one thing your twin flame desires, do you know what that is? The type of relationship that a twin flame desires from the spirit is someone who is very open, loving, and honest. But that's not the main one thing. What's interesting is that before someone knows that they're a twin flame, they often jump from one partner to the other because they lack real clarity on what they're looking for to achieve in terms of a relationship. An awakened twin flame is someone that is looking for oneness in their relationship, somewhere where they are deeply loved and unconditionally accepted, no matter what happens. Once you have accepted the beautiful taste of your twin, it becomes borderline impossible to return to a normal relationship. What is interesting is that you may be able to settle down with a soulmate because a twin flame relationship may be a little too turbulent at this point. When you act detached, your twin flame senses this energetically and wants to run more and more towards you. It is incredible how one twin can mentally shout for them to be left alone And the other twin flame calls or sends a message at that very time asking if you are okay. One time this thing happened to me. And do you know that that, I'm going to tell you, I think that that is so true. Um, There's something mental definitely going on. Um, And I think sometimes what you say mentally is heard and delivered more than what you sit down and articulate to write that person. Ooh, I'm going to write this person. This is what I'm thinking, blah, 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 blah. And I just find that he actually picks up more on things that I say mentally. And I'm like, whoa, okay. He actually, he's paying attention. So that shocked me. But anyway, What is interesting is that you may be able to settle down with a soulmate because a twin flame relationship may be too turbulent at this point. Um, At one time this happened to me and I was shouting at my twin to leave me alone and my twin messaged inquiring if I was doing okay. A lot of the times the runner twin flame is quite worried and panicked when they get in touch, desperately wanting the reassurance that you do still love them as much as they love you. So that that's like that time where, okay, let's say you haven't talked in a while, right? You haven't talked, but you know that they're there. And it, then that's when it's, do you still love? I need to hear you say you love me because you need that reassurance. And I just think that that's a beautiful part of learning about a twin flame relationship is like you haven't met probably and you 
you're going off of emotions, not emotions. You're going off of the spirit. And um, you have to depend on, sorry, I'm congested, an insight. You have to be in touch with your feelings. And you kind of have to quiet yourself. That's when, when you haven't heard from that person, then you quiet down because you want to hear them. And he tries to sneak up on me. That's what I know. He tries to be there. He tries to pretend like he's not there. But he's there silently. Like I don't know. <laughs> but I actually do know. Anyway. And there's times when he pretends like he doesn't know I'm there. Even though he's busy or whatever. I know he knows that I'm there. This whole thing is just fascinating to me. No matter what happens with it, it's just, you know what it adds back? Um, Sometimes people say in relationships, like when you can actually reach the person. And the other thing is like, we can't, we don't have each other's phone number, right? So it's not like we text each other where have you ever had a relationship where you really liked a person, they really liked you, and there was so much rapport, and it was so much with the texting, and you said so much with the texting that it was almost like when you got in person, it's like, well, I know all that. Do you know what I mean? It's like you have to be very careful not to text too much because these are things that you want revelation and discovery are part of the beautiful part of the relationship and getting to know somebody. And you cheat yourself if you just try to get to know somebody over texting, which is what we do when we're really attracted and we're horny and we kind of want to move it to the next level. It's like, if you have something special with somebody, you want to like really take your time and like savor every part every part of that getting to know that person like even if it's taking years for whatever reason what is that thing you know here's where I wish I had a caller today that enables to people to maintain a connection over years you know at a time when people are saying that marriage is not what it used to be you you know we have so much choices and men get bored or, or women get restless or whatever whatever how is it that certain people can stay connected and how does that relationship change How does the attraction change? And does the attraction change because of looks? Does it change because you evolved emotionally or spiritually or you grew as in your personhood and maybe you outgrew the other person or maybe you didn't outgrow the other person, but the other person is like, wait, you're different from the way than, than you were. And then that means I either have to grow or how does that affect me with you being different? And 
is that then an opportunity where when you see your partner take a huge growth spurt where you can actually learn something from that and be like, wow, I saw him grow in this way. We talk this language. Maybe I can learn how to develop myself in that same way. And um, I think that's the difference between us um, letting ourselves be affected by each other, but not feeling that we need to take on each other's personalities or that uh, any type of codependency needs to happen. You know what I mean? You should always be two distinct individuals with your own stuff going, you know? And I think that when you get problems, it's when the stuff, you're not, you're not both fulfilled or um, trying for the same things, uh, the same type of achievement in different areas. Um, and I feel like that's probably what needs to be discussed that's something that doesn't get discussed, but we discuss everything else. And it's like, there's this other thing with him. And I've had other guys I dated also that like, you know, you kind of want to know everything about the person. I understand why. Cause you, well, with me, I like to know what they like so that when I want to show them that, when I want to say in my own way, not literally, that you are special to me or that I care about what you care about or what you like or what's important to you, then I can express that when I know, oh, you like banana pancakes. So when I see you down or I see you, you know, needing refreshment or whatever, then I'm going to make those pancakes. And you're going to know that I know where you're at and how you're feeling. I don't have to be intrusive and ask you, are you okay, blah, 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 dig into your life. I can just make those pancakes and see what you say and you'll probably tell me. So there are different ways of getting the communication that we want to have and the intimacy and the closeness. And when I say intimacy, I don't mean sex. I mean just mentally touching brains in a complimentary way without having to be intrusive or say things or whatever. That's if your sensitivity is on point. But so I was saying, how much do you need to know about a person? You know, well, obviously you need to know if they're like a total stalker or whatever. You need to know that. But, you know, um, different things that you think you know about people, you can interpret the wrong way. That's something else, too. But um, sometimes he'll I'll read his writings of what he writes to other people. By the way, I hate that. I hate you discussing me with other people on a public forum. But anyway, I'm not even going to say that. Um, I already said it too late. Anyway, um, what was I talking about? I was saying, oh, let me know everything about her and then I know how to act. I don't I don't want it to be like that. And um 
it's just like, and I hate to talk about it in this term, these terms, and people don't even understand what I'm saying when I'm talking about this, but it's like, if you are a writer, producer, director, and you have somebody come in, and you sent them the script, I don't want them acting how they think I want it. I want to see their interpretation of it, and then see if that's in line with what I have, because their ideas might be you know that missing piece that is a fully fleshed performance as you as a you as a writer you only i don't know i guess i'd love to have writers on and ask them how fully fleshed out um their characters are in every way and then when they see who they selected for the movie how that works out and do people ever write specifically knowing this is going to a film or this is just going to be a book or you know how they do it i want to i want to be interviewing people and asking these kind of things um of people but i don't want you thinking so deeply about i don't want you to try to be somebody you think i'll like i just want to obviously i like you for the way that you you are naturally and i want to discover you whoever you are whoever you are you know, like, I hope that I'm what you like, but I'm not going to sit here and rack my brain, like, going through every other girlfriend that you ever had, Googling every girlfriend you ever had, and be like, oh, she wore blue eyeliner? I need to, oh, what did she do for him? Oh, she was a surfer? Oh, she was, you know, she played guitar upside down? Like, you know, Jimi Hendrix, she licked the strings or something? I'm not going to do that, because number one, I'm confident in what I'm about and obviously if you wanted that you'd still be with that but you're not with that and you're looking at me so obviously must be something different so what I'm saying to people whichever side you're on if you're the guy you're the girl or whatever be confident in whoever or whatever it is that you are what that you have to offer you know, like some people are like, oh, I'm so shy or whatever. And what if I'm not good enough? What am I this and that? That is the surest way to ruin things. Because obviously the person likes, they don't know everything about you. But whatever it is that they see, they like it. And if they really like you, even if you show them a flaw, you know, you, you got family members that have certain flaws, but you still love them. So why wouldn't you, you know, your dog might poop in your Jimmy Choo's or whatever. Do you stop loving that dog because they made a mistake? You know, and and I, that goes vice versa. Like I say to him, I am definitely um, a person that's been known to <laughs> have, you know, like I'm taking pick, you know, th- different things happen to me. I'm not, I'm not never trying to pretend to be perfect or whatever. And I wouldn't want you to be like, oh, I can't. Um, oh, she's not decked out this morning or she doesn't have makeup on or she's not wearing a bra or, you know, she's not looking like a Hollywood starlet right this second. I'm like, I would be more proud of being like, wow, I have no makeup on. And I'm comfortable in my own skin. And I feel 
beautiful. And if you're looking at me, you're looking at me and I'm totally comfortable. I would prefer you not to be intruding in my relative's house to look at me. But I'm like, you know what? I know that I can look like anything that I want to look like. And I know the priorities of my situation right now. So anyway, I said all that to say, be confident in who you are and don't worry about it. And if you're that worried, then, you know, it's not good because eventually your mask is going to fall off. And then you're going to have to really deal with the two people that are in that bed and the two people that are under that roof. So you might as well just face each other. This is me, a lump of me. This is a lump of you. We're human beings. We both go to the bathroom. We both pass gas. (laughs) You know, let's just be human and then deal with that. And I think sometimes in the twin flame thing, and I know a lot of people, especially because I'm a romantic, the way that I write about it, people be like, oh, she's so in love with him. Oh, even he wrote, what did he write? He wrote, um, oh, you want me, you love me, you like me. Okay, yeah, I'm doing a little Sandra book. Anyway, uh, oh no, excuse me. Um, yeah, that's that's really kind of how he was of like, you just want me for my body and my this and this and this and that. You know what? You're you are cut. You're selling yourself short. I don't mind your body, but um, it's not just all about that. It's you. It's you. The core of you. That's what keeps people magnetized over time. Is that? The energies, the energies in you, of you. So you don't have to worry about having a mask on or how you look and being perfect and all that kind of stuff. You know, if you can expect me to be human, then I can expect you to be human. So I just thought this was an interesting article to read some of this stuff. Um, I think now that I have gained... This detachment that they're talking about where, you know, if you want to go somewhere and be with someone else, then there's no point in being in a relationship. And that actually clears things up. There's no problem. Then it's just we're friends and that's it. And you can go be with whoever you want. That solves a problem. And then we should just get on that page and whatever. But if you're saying, no, I am focused on you and maintaining this with you, and I'm not really looking at anybody else right now, then that's a different thing. And I'll tell you, a lot of people don't want to commit. I'm not a big committer, but there's something cool about once you just find somebody that's on your channel and that you can trust and meets your needs, that you are then free to totally commit yourself to just living and work because you don't have to worry about playing games you don't have to worry about trying to be something else I mean obviously you want to stay as attractive or whatever because there's people forever trying to take your man trying to take your person I know that and with the situation that I'm in I'm doing the best that I can I really really am 
I'm so sorry. You know, I, um, I do everything myself and I can only carry so many of my clothes with me. I haven't had a chance to sew all the things that I did design. You know, I'm bouncing around. That is just not logistically possible right now. I see these little hints. Ooh, change your shoes, buy new shoes or whatever. It's like, really? First of all, my shoes are great. My boots are great. That's, that's what you're worried about? Who's worried about that? Because if I see somebody that I love and care about that's in uh, a challenging situation, I don't give a damn what they got on their shoes. I'm just glad they're wearing shoes. So that just tells you the mentality of people. What people comment shows you where, where mentally where people are, what they're concerned about. Because I can look like anything. I literally, I'm an artist. I'm a visual artist. I can be anything I want to be at any moment in time. Right now, I'm focused on getting my money back, finding a new place to live, a job that's in my lane, that I could be creatively fulfilled, and, you know, seeing which relationship is best for me. That's a lot of things. I'm not here to sit and be like, oh, God. Oh, God, they're watching. What if they see me like this? You know, I can't. I got enough on my mind. There's nothing to be hidden. There's nothing to be contrived. This is what it is. And obviously, you know, why is she always wearing hats? Whatever. I always wear hats. Whether I'm happy with my current hair color and how I cut my hair or what I did or not, I'm a hat person. I, in high school, I wore like burkas for different, (laughs) like that's just was, it's, it's just something that I always do. I don't know as a woman, first of all, it's cold. Okay. I was living in an apartment that had no heat. I was freezing. And in my other apartment, we had heat, but I was living so high up anyway, whatever. I'm not even going to go into it, but it's just, you know, until I settle into, I'm, I'm in transition into what I want my look to be, how I want to feel, what I want to da 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 It could be anything. I'm evolving. Every minute, every day I'm evolving and, and it's more and more, you know, to what it is without my parents, ironically, <coughs> or oh, without the reflection of other people in my life that have known me and that are like, oh, you're this, you know, and that's what I ask him in our relationship. Don't tell me about oh, who you are and what you're supposed to be because you don't know. You don't know. It's like I'm, I'm not here to tell you who you are and what you're supposed to be because I don't know. It's either complimentary of what I'm doing or it's not. What I, and I'm either complimentary to the path you're on or I'm not. And if we say, oh, we want to be together, even though it's not exactly complimentary, how do we need to self-correct ourselves? And it's not even about correcting, but to adjust ourselves to accommodate the other person. That's all it is. That's all it is. 
So anyway, let's go on with this article. A lot of times, uh, the runner twin flame is quite worried and panicked when they get in touch, desperately wanting the reassurance that you do still love them as much as they love you. And that's what people, people say. Oh, why are you giving him that reassurance when he's been bad? He's been away or blah, blah, blah. Because I know... Excuse me. I know when he's been away, that's when he's going to want to know. Oh, I've been playing games. Do you still? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's what that is. The more you are grounded in your own energy, the more you feel your twin flame will get in touch with you. Because your twin flame spirit or higher self will be pushing them to contact you to feel the connection again. Your twin flame is always wondering what you are thinking of them or that you are even thinking of them because they're usually thinking of you. And I'm saying that it's coming from me. I'm not reading that. And as my twin flame said, I always am concerned how you see me and I want to present myself in the best light to you. It matters what you think of me. And I think that is just a really beautiful thing. That, that 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 person cares. You know, I think that's cool. My twin flame always hops in and out of my thoughts randomly. And I know at that very time, my twin is thinking of me. I know this to be true because physically, I always know when someone is thinking of me as they hop into my mind. And I'm very aware of knowing that I am going to hear from them in some form of contact. Now, there's many people that have that sensitivity. It's just mindfulness and, and being allowing yourself to be sensitive. A lot of people think that just because their twin flame is not in contact with them, it may be a case of their twin not thinking of them. Over the period of time I have known my own twin flame, I can definitely say this is false as you're always on your twin flame's mind. I am often surprised how many times I think about my twin with absolutely no prompt and see him practically in everything and everywhere I go. I agree that it takes courage and strength to look beyond so many thoughts that boggle us down, such as nagging and pervading thoughts that our twin has forgotten about us or that they can't possibly want anything to do with us. Look over the whole paradigm of the twin flame union. Our twin flame is an extension of us, the good and the bad. Therefore, no matter how much we think that we might not be worthy of our twin or that perhaps we are not there yet, realize that your twin flame union is not just about this one moment of where you might find yourself. Your twin flame union is about an eternal thread in which you will go through many ups and downs. And so will your twin flame because that vibrant energy of a soul is a part of you. Yet in a universal way, each twin gives each other the strength to carry on, even if the other twin might not look as being fully supportive or even understanding. It is the flame within us that makes our twin spark. And beyond this moment, our twin will one day make us spark when we need. It's all energy that travels in the universe, and it's energy that belongs to us because it's a part of us. So it can be said that the number one thing that a twin flame desires is to transcend 
from being a mere reflection of us and the merging into a home that they once knew, a home within us, a spirit of one that only another twin flame can offer. Hope you enjoyed that message. Just try to keep the faith, twin flames out there. We're on a journey. We're on a lesson to learn in the universe. We're we're spirits. We're light having a human experience. And uh, it's the journey, no matter where it leads. It's for our highest good and the highest good of the planet. Our relationships are actually, our twin flame relationships are actually bigger than just, uh, you know, trivial relationships that, that we might have had or whatever. That it is for our soul's growth and our to serve our purpose, put us on our path, our purpose, and our mission, and to help us achieve. I'm glad she said okay right then. Anyway, have a great day. I hope you enjoyed that. Tyler Powers Radio.